0: Coming up next on Behind the Wing. Because we're so limited on time, we've got to get creative, right? What our airmen are asking for is absolutely important. They just want to be good at their job. So as leaders, we've got to get more creative and we solicit feedback from them. Because this younger generation of teammates that we're getting, I will tell you the level of education that they have, the unique skill sets that they bring to the table are second to none.
1: Welcome to the Behind the Wing Podcast. This is uh, your guy, Captain Rashard Koxum, and uh, we've got a very, very special uh, episode today with a very, very special guest. We're excited to have uh, the 4th Air Force Command Chief, Chief Master Sergeant Cynthia Villa here with us. Um, Thank you so much, man, for joining us.
0: Thank you, sir. Thank you for the opportunity.
1: We know that you and our 4th Air Force Commander, Major General Jeffrey Pennington, have been here for a couple days. For those who may not know you as well, tell us a little bit about you, your Air Force career, and your experience so far uh, as the Command Chief of the 4th Air Force.
0: Yes, thank you for the opportunity, sir. So I've been in the the seat as the 4th Air Force Command Chief for approximately two years. Uh, I'll share with you a little bit about my journey. I did come in on active duty in 1993, active duty Air Force, did one term on active duty, had a a break in service, to be honest with you. And then when I found out about the reserve, I was all in. So the moment I found out that this reserve component existed, um, I signed up right away. I think the next day from the day I found out and I came in as a reservist in the medical field as a 4-Alpha assigned to an ASTS out at the 452nd Air Mobility Wing, specifically the 452nd ASTS. So I'm a very proud 4-Alpha. Um, in my journey, I had a, I had a, a huge desi- desire to be a first sergeant. I had an amazing first sergeant in my, in my squadron, and I always looked up to him. He was such a, such a mentor, such a role model. And I always told myself, I want to be able to give back. And my dream was to become a first sergeant. I'm like, somebody let me be a first sergeant. That's all <laughs> I want to do in this Air Force uh, journey of mine. And uh, sure enough, I go on a deployment. I come back from the deployment, and I'm able to pursue uh, that journey of a uh, it, just a special duty position. And it's just so special. For the longest time, I, I felt that being a first sergeant in our Air Force was the best job in the Air Force, of course, until they let me be a command chief, right? That's right. <laughs> so, um, first sergeant for, uh, for five years. What an honor. What a privilege. And um, I will tell you, that's where I grew the most as a senior NCO. Then I, I transitioned in a, into a different position with time, got out of the shirt duty, uh, the, the shirt special duty, and I, I became a three Foxtrot five wing functional manager. Uh, did that for a couple years, then I was afforded the opportunity, the honor to serve as a Wing Command Chief, and now as uh, your 4th Air Force Command Chief. So here we are.
1: That's awesome. That's a, a wonderful background. You, it sounds like you've you've been a lot of places, done a lot of things, and seen a lot of things. Staying right there for a second. As I mentioned, you've been here for a couple days, visiting the Wing, visiting the units. Um, tell me what's so important about uh, what you all are doing here, visiting the unit, learning about our mission.
0: Absolutely. I will tell you the best part part of our job, General Pennington and I, is to be able to get out to our organizations, to our 18 wings, one group, and be able to look at airmen in the eye and say, thank you. Thank you for what you do day in and day out. Uh, we take a lot of pride. I say it with conviction. Always. We are the best NAF in air force reserve command. I take a lot of pride in, in saying that. Right. And, uh, and because of that, um, and it's not because of me it's not because of of the boss it's because of the airmen the teammates almost 35,000 teammates strong within our NAF and we're the best of the best because of them because of each and every one of you so first and foremost we want to connect and say thank you and understand also what are the challenges right communication is something that that we're always growing and trying to get better at because i don't think we'll ever perfect communication so we want to make sure that our airmen feel understand that we're we're invested in them. We are. We serve as their advocates at, at the NAF as their senior leadership uh, for Fourth Air Force, and we are totally interested in their concerns, the challenges. What do they need from us to continue that advocacy piece? So that's the reason for for our visits. And um, again, reminding them that they're the best of the best, and the the impact and the, the and the purpose that they have in our in our in our different mission sets. And because of them, we're able to make mission happen and answer our nation's call. So that's that's the reason for our visits, being able to connect, recognize them, communicate, and advocate for their challenges.
1: You mentioned something really important a second ago. You mentioned challenges and growth. Um, talk to us there uh, about some of the, the challenges you've seen, you've heard from the enlisted force, um, maybe not just in 4th Air Force, but Air Force in general, and then some of the growth you've seen out of those challenges? Cause we know we have to move forward. We have to, we face a challenge, find what we need to hop that hurdle. But how do we then, what's some of that growth you've seen over uh, your two years maybe, or maybe even we can talk through your whole career um, that you've seen from the Air Force?
0: Absolutely. So some of the the challenges that that, that uh, continue to, that we continue to discuss as a, that enlisted core is, you know, on the job training, for example, our teammates, whether if you're a maintainer, you want to have the opportunity to turn more wrenches. Uh, CBTs is the thing, you know, I don't want to just be so tied up in front of a computer doing CBTs. Let me get out there and do some of this work, whether it's patient care, you know, hands on patient care, whether it's again, working on an aircraft, uh, changing the tire, whatever that may look like. So because we're so limited on time, we've got to get creative, right? We, it, what our airmen are asking for is absolutely important they just want to be good at their job. So as leaders, we've got to get more creative and we solicit from feedback from them because this younger generation of teammates that we're getting, I will tell you the level of education that they have, the unique skill sets that they bring to the table, are second to none. So we must value and be receptive to their, to their ideas, their thoughts. And, you know, again, that creative piece, that innovative piece, how can we better manage our time within a UTA or an annual tour whatever that may look like so that you can have better hands-on training that's one thing another thing is there's a challenge of us as a reserve component not getting enough enlisted uh in-residence enlisted development opportunities and i'm not sure if we'll ever get enough of the in-residence seats because we're competing with with our active duty teammates and and the arc as a whole but I will tell you, it, there's no reason why we, within our AORs, within our organizations, cannot lead those efforts. So there again, going back to that innovative, creative piece, hey, we should be relying on those senior NCO, those chiefs' groups, to lead those efforts within the, the wings, have enlisted development courses, workshops, whatever that looks like. That's another recurring theme. And now, I have to, I have to give credit where credit is due, Chief uh, Chief White, our Air Force Reserve Command uh, uh, Chief. He is a he, he continues to advocate for us, and he does an amazing job. And we have made progress. We have gotten more seats now with these virtual platform opportunities. We've gained more opportunity there too. So it's just always ongoing, right? That's a that's another thing that comes up quite a bit. Uh, things as far as uh, college opportunities and tuition assistance reimbursement. For a while, we had a, a hiccup where things were miscommunicated, that our airmen were no longer going to be able to afford, be afforded that opportunity for reimbursement. That was a rumor. So we've got also have to, part of our job also is to, you know, squash rumors and communicate facts, right? And if, and if our airmen are not highlighting those challenges, those concerns, we don't know what we don't know. So we love hearing from them. So those have, those have been a couple of things that, that have come up continuously aside from, we know, fiscal constraints and, you know, general General Pennington and I will continue to advocate for the finances that the budget that we need as a as a NAF to continue to make mission happen. And he does an amazing job with that. As senior leaders, we're trying to do the best that we can what with what we have, and we need everybody, all hands on deck to, to make the best of, of the scenario, whatever that scenario may look like, and not to mention um we got to keep moving forward, right? We can, the, the adversary never sleeps, and neither do we. So it, we just got to continue to bring it strong.
1: Awesome. We've got Chief uh, J.P. Burke here, our 315th Airlift Wing Command Chief. Chief, we talked about some of that development. Talk to me about uh, some of the struggles we're having here, maybe at the wing level that you've been hearing as well, and how's that communicated up to Chief Via and her staff so we can make sure folks are getting the proper opportunities and uh, that they're taking advantage
2: of those. No, absolutely. Uh, thank you for the question. So we were talking at a previous uh, meeting here, uh, just just the one right before here. That uh, if I don't get a email or a phone call three, four times a, a day from Chief Via, uh, then then something's wrong. It's usually a. So she made the joke of, oh, it's, it's a good day for us. Like, well, no, I'm actually calling Calm to find out is like is my email broken? Something's going <laughs> on because this is this is not normal. Um, so. What, one of the things really within the, the wing here is the passion for the development of our airmen, especially from from the NCO Corps, which is great. It's it's awesome to have more demand than I have opportunity. So that's where just working with the senior leaders and the commanders here within the wing on just exactly what it is we need, how much of it we need, and then working with Colonel Willis and I to push up through the NAF on exactly the data that this wing needs so they can then fight the fights at the Afric level with, with Chief uh, White on exactly why we need more, more seats in these different schools, joint schools, things we're going to move out on. It's a facts-based, data-based decisions that we need to have, and we need to provide them the most correct data, uh, not just the feel-goods so of, like, I think I need some more of this. No, I have this many people in this pipeline backed up. Here's what is happening on the retention and the readiness items that we need to get after so we can provide that to the NAF leadership so they can take that for the entire NAF and fight on our behalf. And we've been pretty successful with that, and I just want to continue doing that uh, for our airmen. You talked a
1: second ago about uh, bringing that information, that uh, those facts, and Chief, you spoke about it earlier at the uh, the commander's call we had. If you were speaking directly to the airmen at the, at the lowest level, what do you want them to do? How, what's that step progression look like as far as bringing it to their, to their supervisors, they can bring it up to the commanders. Like, how does that progression look for someone who may be new to the Air Force and saying, well, how do I move forward? Like, what's the next step for me? How do I get that PME that we talk about that the our service members, the airmen always need?
2: No, absolutely. So you really said it, that this, the, the standard chain of command was going on, but that that relationship between supervisor and subordinate, that is key. And the the supervisors have got to know their people. They've got to be able to be in touch with them to not only know what's going on in their life, but they have that trust where the subordinate can come and have those conversations. In a perfect world, that supervisor already is anticipating what is needed for their development and already working on getting the schools needed, and it just comes down. That's in the perfect world, but, if, but we, we're time-constrained. We have about 18 hours or so on each drill weekend. The supervisors, that NCO, senior NCO Corps, have got to take time to get to know their people and, and fight and advocate. And then as they need those resources, working with their first sergeant, working with their chief, working with their squadron commander to bring it up. So, again, those tough conversations on the Colonel Willis and I have to fight to get more resources up through the chain. But, again, I have my chief's corner on our app. It's a direct email to me. I'm on the global. I have an open door. I walk around the wing all the time during the UTA. You have a direct line to me. If you're hitting those roadblocks, by all means, please come and talk to me. I've had several of this UTA as well just drive by of going, hey, chief, I need some help, and, and can you help me out? i got an issue with some of my CDCs. i got an issue with going on over here for maybe some lodging. Absolutely, please come and talk to me so we can work those out. I don't want any of the airmen to suffer alone.
0: And, Captain, if I may add, because that is an excellent question, what I would uh, offer to our airmen, and, uh, you know, I just shared my story with uh, with one of our groups at uh, the FSS, and I, I appreciate uh, the commander giving us the opportunity to to connect with them in this enlisted huddle, is, you know, be tenacious, be curious. Be cu- ask the questions. Get involved. Don't just sit back and ride the way. Get involved. Ask the questions. Um, join the councils, the different councils at the different, rank, at the different ranks. You have rising six, you have top three, you have a first sergeant's council, you have the chiefs group, all inclusive. Be a part of something bigger, right? Be a change maker. Share those ideas. Get involved. I can't stress that enough. At a minimum, be familiar with Air Force Handbook thirty six twenty six eighteen, the enlisted force structure, the little brown book. And I put that out there because guess what? Here it is, our senior leaders, Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, Bass and team are soliciting feedback on the way forward with an update of the Brown Book. What better feedback than to gain that from our airmen? Uh, I'm pretty sure that Chief Master Sergeant um, Burke here will put out those comms if he hasn't already. But I, I challenge our airmen, our teammates to, hey, speak up, be heard. Be curious, ask the questions. I I love curious airmen. I just really, really do. Because they're interested, they're they're tenacious, they wanna know, they wanna be in the know, and we want you to be in it. Coming up after the break. You just, you literally just highlighted several things that are extremely important. To look across our formations and just see that diversity, diversity is just a beautiful thing. Equally as important is diversity of thought. We must foster a culture of dignity, respect, and inclusion where every member feels valued and every member feels comfortable enough to speak up and share whatever perspective they they bring to the table.
1: Awesome. So we've looked at it, uh, we've kind of went backwards and looked at it from the tactical level, but let's now go back up to 30,000 feet. Chief EO, what does Uh, this professional development, this enlisted development specifically mean for building a more agile and capable uh, reserve force?
0: You know, we talked about that earlier as well. Uh, Our senior NCO corps, specifically, you know, all-inclusive chiefs, right? The expectation is that strategic mindset, that strategic leadership, right? So, at a minimum, have you taken the time to read the unclassified portion of the national De- defense strategy? Can you speak to what does this mean, right? What is this high-end fight accelerate, change, or lose, what does it mean? Well, if they don't know, our airmen won't know, right? And so it's imperative that they understand what this means. So you got to be in the know. You You also have to understand big picture what is the purpose and be able to communicate, right? What is the purpose and impact each individual airman has? Because each and every one of us has purpose and impact to that fight. You know, whether it's our our administrative teammates, processing orders, getting us out the door to be those warfighting warriors, right? To answering our nation's call and bringing it strong with what is asked of us in the national defense strategy. That's a must. And that is the expectation for senior NCO, for that senior NCO corps.
1: You mentioned a second ago, accelerating change. Over the years, we've seen a lot of acceleration in diversity of our force. Um, Talk to me about how that diversity plays such a significant role in how our Air Force and specifically at our level, the Air Force Reserve will develop over time, whether it be diversity in skin color, background, uh, you know, upbringing. Talk to me about that.
0: Captain, you know, you just you literally just highlighted several things that are extremely important to look across our formations and just see that that diverse diversity. Diversity is just a beautiful thing. I'm very passionate about that. But I will tell you equally is as important is diversity of thought. Right. Ensuring that our each and every teammate, every airman, capital A it, within their formations, are fostering hopefully our, our leadership. This is what General Pennington and I getting into conversation about is we must foster a culture of dignity, respect, and inclusion where every member feels valued and every member feels comfortable enough to speak up and share whatever perspective that they, they bring to the table, right? Because everyone, all that is value added. Uh, diversity of skill set, diversity of AFSCs. Again, I highlight diversity of thought. I cannot say and I will not say I've walked in your shoes because mm-hmm. my shoes have been different. But I'm so interested in hearing about what that journey has looked like or what it's been like for you because that's value added. If I I don't know what I don't know, but I surely want to understand you and I surely want to know where you're co- where you're coming from. Do we have to agree on everything? Absolutely not, but right be 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 certain about this I will respect that I will respect where you're coming from we should be respecting each other's um like I guess whatever our journey has been whatever our perspectives may be we have to be open-minded and respectful that it's going to be different that it's going to be different
1: personalizing that um it's not just a woman in leadership but a woman of diversity in leadership what does that mean to you
0: you know, I've, I get asked this uh, quite a bit as a matter of fact, just about in, at every wing visit. And I could only speak for Cindy, right? I could only speak on, on about Cindy's journey, uh, the uh, the shoes that I've worn and, and the ones that I've walked in my path. And I will tell you, it's it's a beautiful thing. Like I said, I, I share it uh, and I say it with pride. I am uh, I'm a Latina. I'm a very proud Latina. And it's not uncommon for, you know, when I get out to um, on these wing visits. That some Latin teammates come up to me, female teammates, and we're high fiving and, and all that goodness, and it's just great conversation, right? Uh, nothing to be ashamed of, a whole lot to be proud of, and just pouring into them, like, hey, don't you know you can do it even better than I ever did. Our desire, our our hope as leaders, is that you all do bigger and better things than we ever did, and we need your perspective, we need your background, the unique skill sets that you bring the level of education that you bring, all that is important. That's what makes makes us so unique and so awesome. So awesome. So yeah, um, I, a lot to be proud of. But again, um, th- those are my shoes. And mm-hmm. I'm equally as proud of my teammates who have walked in different paths and different shoes. I love it. I love it because it's a completely different perspective and uh, so much awesomeness that we bring, we each bring.
1: Now, has that ever been a wait for you or have you always seen it as i am so proud to be here or what has it been a combination of both maybe as you've come up through through the ranks of the air force
0: you know i always see it just as a leader as a person uh I do not want to let the team down. I do not want to fail and let the team down, right? So I don't see it as a. Uh, I don't see it just from a from a female lens. I don't see it just from a Latina lens. I see it from a senior leader in the United States Air Force. I do not want to let my team down. I take a lot of pride in that. Um, to tell you that I've never failed and I've never stumbled would be a complete lie. That has been, that is part, my failures and my stumbles are part of my success stories. And, um, but I don't, I don't see that from the lens, that lens, you know, I've also been asked, hey, uh, Chief, do you think that, you know, some people are bold and and there's nothing wrong with their question because they're, they're curious. Do you think you've gotten to serve in these, in these positions because of your gender and because of your ethnicity? And I, and again, I can only speak for Cindy, but I will tell you, with my uh, with the utmost confidence that i do not i have never felt that i've been afforded the opportunity to serve in these leadership positions because i'm a female or because of i'm a latina i wholeheartedly know that it's been because of my work ethic my work ethic has spoken for itself
1: awesome chief burke looking at it down back down at the wing level talking to our enlisted leaders and uh, you know, our airmen who are looking to come up, when we look at it in, through the lens of diversity, what's something you might want to say to our enlisted force about, hey, what are we doing here at the wing level to ensure that we're diverse in thought, process, thought processes, like Chief said, um, skill sets, and, and those sorts of things? So what
2: would you like to say about that? So, no, absolutely. So, again, the value here is the work ethic. What is, what is it you're doing uh, for the job to better yourself some of the things we're trying to look at in the in the wing to change some of the processes to make sure that we're looking at the, the work the person's doing, the accomplishments the person's doing, and get rid of anything else when it comes to uh, ethnicity, gender, to where we're focusing on what matters of what kind of an airman are you. So re- redacting names off of quarterly awards packages, getting rid of – the organization you're part of just saying that you're airman 1, airman 2, airman 3, we score it and then that's that's how what we know. So there's I mean, yes you're reading the bullets and yes I may know that this bullet is coming from a loadmaster, but it, if there's five loadmasters, there's 10 crew chiefs, there's two uh folks from EOD, I may not necessarily know oh, that's from Airman Snuffy, this is from Airman Susie, I don't know. And I'm really looking and honing in on the content of their development and what they've done as far as their job performance and how they're, especially when you take a look at the NCO Corps, senior NCO Corps, okay, great, I I know that you're a good person at your job. What are you doing to bring people with you and develop people with you? Uh, what, What programs have you volunteered for that get after those things? So that's where we value, that's some of the things we're trying to do at the wing level to level that playing field where we, we are going after what we value of what you're doing for yourself and for the airmen. Awesome. Uh, Chief, Elia, we'll give you the, uh, the
1: final word here. Um, if there's one thing you'd like to say to Team Air Force Reserve as a whole and the 4th Air Force um, airmen uh, about the importance of each individual's uh, diversity and what they can bring to the fight, what would that be?
0: Never lose sight of the fact that each teammate, every single teammate, has purpose and has impact on what we do. There's no way we can be the this, this strong Air Force Reserve Command that we are without every single teammate's contributions. General Scobie, Chief White say it time after time. Uh, we, we have the force that we have because we need every single teammate. If we didn't need every single teammate, then we'd probably decrease and ask to request, request to decrease our numbers, but we need every single teammate. We need everyone's unique skill set, unique background. All that matters. All that's important. It just makes us, again, that diverse that diverse team that we are and that our Air Force Reserve Command needs.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for your time today. Uh, we really appreciate you having on uh, the Behind the Wing pod- podcast. And Again, I've been here with Fourth Air Force uh, Command Chief, Chief Master Sergeant, Cynthia Via and our very own 315th Airlift Wing Command Chief, uh, Chief JP Burke. Um, thank you so much again. Have a great rest of the day, and we'll catch you on the next one.
0: All right, go forth and conquer, teammates. Thank you for listening to the Behind the Wing podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and
1: visit us on the web. And remember, at the 315th Airlift Wing, we're a global airlift force delivering air power anytime anywhere.